SEO podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWebStyle. I am Charles Lewis, your internet marketing specialist. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our podcast. This is podcast number 251. Uh, we just finished 250. As always, there is a tip from our previous podcast, and that tip is test obsessively and consider the long-term effects before you stop using an ad. Yeah, sometimes we run in, you know, we a lot of times people are looking for immediate results, right? And so you don't give enough time for, for accurate testing. So if you're running different ads, let's say this is with a, a pay-per-click campaign, um, give some time for those ads to actually go, and more importantly, see what happens after the effect, right? Just because you may not have saw the results, let's say, in the first 30 days, doesn't mean that the visits from those ads actually didn't work or didn't convert. Right, you may begin to see repeat business or people coming back and finally converting from the ads they saw originally. And you won't know that if you cut it off and move to the next Stop. ad. Yep. And so so run them at the same time, look at the data, record that data, and, and test it. That's essentially what you're doing as you record that data. You look at the numbers. Yep. Hey, this ad brought in this many people and this many people converted and it took them this long. This yep. ad brought in this many people and they didn't convert and here's why not. Then you make some decisions. So just test obsessively, and then after you finish obsessively testing, test again. Make make good decisions. There's two things to remember. One of them is that uh, make sure you're doing remarketing. Yeah. And the other one is what is the real value of a customer? Is it just that first purchase, or is it the exactly. lifetime value of that customer? A lot of times people don't consider that you know the type of business you have when testing. Like if your if your process leads people to come back and make repeat purchases over and over again, then test the effectiveness of your ad. How often do they come back due to certain ads? And, you know, things like that. Excellent. All right, so podcast number one, please remember we're broadcasting live from Houston, Texas, and we are your friendly local neighborhood top position snatchers, where our mantra is... Don't be a deuce. If you can, tweet now. What you should tweet on your Twitter device is... The exact thing you see behind us right now, if you're watching, hashtag SEO podcast. This is number 251. Be sure to tag us in it, at eWebStyle, at Best SEO Podcast. That way we can follow you back and do all of our social stuff. If you if this is your first podcast, welcome. You're going to enjoy it. We'll get through the potatoes of the podcast here shortly and into the meat. Uh, if this is more than your first, if you've listened to more than one, this is your umpteenth. Yeah, so this is not your first. Thank you. <laughs> It's going to come out eventually in some odd way. Uh, you could do us one small favor. One of those favors actually has three steps. Create an account. Go into iTunes. Create an account. That's step two. Write a review. Uh, and if you choose to, you can send us an email. Podcast at e-wolfstyle.com. The next thing you could do is you could go onto Facebook, mm-hmm. which is facebook.com slash eWolfStyle. And when you get good, it's not just me. <laughs> and when you get there, you can uh, click to add a review. Hopefully, you'll give us a five stars review. Next, you can go to Stitcher, stitcher.com space SEO podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. will get you to the right place. Especially if you do that in a Chrome browser. It's, yeah, I don't, yeah, it may not work in IE. Well, I think already. Firefox does it. Fire dogs. Fire, okay. Firefox has been doing it. They just never promote it. Ah, okay. Google's like, well, we're advertising the fact that we do this. Do that. It's pretty smart. Um, and so on Stitcher, you could also leave us a five stars review. Finally, on our G Plus account, which yeah. we've made really easy for you to get to, all you need to do is go to e-webstyle.com slash Google plus or slash google plus or slash g plus or slash g plus all of those will take you to our g plus local page yes. where we ask you to do three things Get actually there, do those three things first off leave us a 
five-star review. That's five like most star. important. Then after you leave that review, uh, put us in a circle. Give us a plus one. We so appreciate it. Excellent. And uh, here we go. Finally, just all the ways you can stalk us, haunt us, harass us, and we like to be harassed. Facebook.com slash eWebStyle. Twitter.com slash eWebStyle. YouTube.com slash eWebStyle. And Instagram.com slash eWebStyle. If you are a PHP expert or a WordPress expert, please... Please, hold on, before you even say the number, because like, this is extremely important. We're growing, right? And so um, these, these, we keep putting this ad out there for a reason. PHP expert, WordPress superstar, um, yeah, call this number. Willing to work with world-class experts work with us. in yeah. internet marketing. Uh, the phone number is, for your audio resume, leave it at 713-510-7846. We do have a referral program. You refer a SEO client to us. They pay their bill. We pay you. Pretty simple. Uh, get a free website analysis on our website anywhere you'll find it. Can't miss it. That's just how it is. There is no Algo Cat. So uh, let's do a little bit of news. Have you heard of ELO or E L L O or AYO if you are speaking in Spanish? Um, Maybe. So it's just getting, they're like bogging down their servers. It's a social media platform. Uh, it's still in invite only and it's going nuts apparently. So uh, I submitted a request for an invite. Maybe you can get Chuck on that one also. No, what do they do? I think it's like a face. So okay. the biggest claim to fame is it's not Facebook. <laughs> There's no ads. They have some memorandum. Eventually they'll get to a point yeah, where they need, need to monetize they need money. it. <laughs> yeah, that's just the reality. Because uh, unless they plan on charging for users like that Facebook rumor, you heard that about Facebook going to start charging two ninety nine. Oh wow, they would make a lot of money no, and would. lose Everybody a whole yeah. lot of people. I think they would make a lot of money, and then it would die off. I think yeah, both fifty percent of the people would just stop. Yeah, but they have like <laughs> how many users? They have so billions. Billion. So half a billion paying a dollar is half a billion dollars a month. <laughs> True. They could make a whole lot of money and lose a whole lot of users. Um, remember when the iPhone came out and it had that little issue where you couldn't talk on it? And Steve Jobs actually said, well, they're just holding it holding wrong. Holding it wrong, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> this one, this article I saw was, uh, the iPhone 6, you're sitting on it wrong. <laughs> I also thought this <laughs> thought this was good. That if you're, um, wh what is it, uh, a, a hipster, you can't live without your skinny jeans or your iPhones, and maybe they're just incompatible. Yeah, they, they don't work. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have to change to something. Um, BitTorrent has bundles that That's can funny. accept payments. It's pretty good, right? That can accept payments. And then I, find, I thought this was cool. You know, there's all this talk about drones and drones in the U.S. and the FD, the FAA, uh, you know, making rulings about drones. Mm -hmm. And now you can actually use it for filming. They've given some licenses to certain companies. In Germany, they're already using it to deliver stuff. And I thought this was a genius application. There's an island called Joost, which is... Oh, um, yeah, you got to get to an island. There's no ferry. There's no yeah. helicopters ineffective at the time or whatever. Boom, off goes a drone. Just a package. Like, oh, we need a whole helicopter. Medicine, right, as an example. Mm. Or, I don't know, antidote. Yeah. <laughs> that could incentivize you to use whatever is available. So I, I thought that, I thought it was pretty cool. All right, so we've got a review here from uh, Eduardo Garcia, and I actually saw, he tweeted, so he's probably watching now. So cheers to you, Eduardo. Um, just in the middle. Okay, so this one is a five-star five review. Just in the middle of a serious binge to catch up on missing podcasts 230 through 250. It's taking him two <laughs> days. Wow. Uh, your podcast is high. That's awesome, by yeah. the way, but. Yeah. 
Yeah. I can dig it. This is Eduardo in Panama. We've, we've mentioned him before. I've actually had okay. a conversation with him. Uh, your podcast is high quality resource for those of us working in SEO. I really appreciate that you share not just technical SEO tips, but also the design tips to improve conversions, yeah. uh, which it's is important. what it's all about. I mean, at the end of the day, we do it SEO to get placement, conversions, to get yeah. conversions. Yeah. Like uh, that's the end goal. What we tell our clients is we want a 10 year relationship. A 10 year relationship doesn't happen with a pretty website. It doesn't happen with lots of traffic. It happens because you're actually getting business. Um, it says, thank you for including both the SEO and business tips. He did give us a, a, a suggestion. Some people have complained about the self-promotion or the or the potatoes, and he suggested that we, kind of similar to a commercial, put it in the middle. So we'd like to get your feedback. Yeah, uh, hit us up. Hit us the up. The whole face- little section we do with the, you know, then uh, you know about our reviews right. and, um, and maybe even our contact info. Right. Uh, what if we broke up the meat and, and hit it there for about 40 seconds before we got right back to the meat? Yeah. Think Let us know that. what you think about that. I thought that was a good idea, uh, a good suggestion. And then remind us day and time we record. We do record Fridays. Today we missed our 12.15 mark. That is becoming more and more unusual to miss our mark. Yeah. Uh, so just for your records, we broadcast. Friday, 12.15 Oops, I shouldn't be missing the microphone. Uh, yeah, we broadcast. <laughs> I was just scratching the microphone. I was like, what is this thing? I'm sure that sounded really good. <laughs> Uh, Thanks again, Eduardo. Punch in the face. And if you're listening, another punch in the face and watching right now. Punch in the face to you. Thank you. Um, and that's all I got for the potatoes. You got, I think you got a couple. Of patifs, I got some don't news you? and a patif. Yeah. So that news first. Uh, this news is actually kind of cool. Right. It almost could have been algo cat, but not quite. So Google is not forcing users to automatically create a, a G plus profile anymore. They they were before, right? Yeah. Remember yeah. at first when you created the account, we knew and everybody else. Well, not everybody else, but most people in SEO knew that if you had a Google account, you also had a G plus account. account. Yeah. Now that's not true right so necessarily previous users yeah you still have one because that's how the system was but new users whether you're trying to sign up for gmail or youtube or or maybe you just want to do a hangout or whatever it is you don't need a google plus account to do that right of fact when you sign up now it gives you an option no thanks i don't want a g plus account or please continue go on and so the article i read pulled that from they had some Contradicting statements. One was saying, yeah, Google's probably about to shut the plus down and another failed experiment with social. No. No. I seriously doubt that. Yeah. And then he said, at the, at the end of the day, what they're doing is scaling back and realizing we can't be forceful. Can't right, push people right. to use it. Let's just keep it there. Yeah. Give people some options. Well, and how many, like, I know people have like 10 Gmail accounts. Exactly. They do not need 10, 10. G plus accounts. So yeah, they may be exactly. actually creating headaches. Like, okay, well, I have it. And which, one, which account am I logged in? If you've got a G Plus account for all of them, then whatever one you are logged in last is where you're posting your G Plus stuff. And you're like, where did it all go? And yeah, yeah so it, simplifying things for them. Yeah. So so punching the face to you guys, Google, that, that's that's a, actually a pretty smart move. Good decision. Um, and speaking of punches in the face, man, this one punch in the face goes to a longtime podcast supporter, longtime eWeb style supporter and fan, uh, Dean Calhoun. Dean. Uh, so he hit us up uh, just talking about some conversions. We're just yeah. talking conversions, right? Other ways to convert, not. Specifically website related and not specifically traffic related yeah, or position related. Take it well, not specifically. Right, right. Exactly. So he actually put a uh, live chat feature, and you know people are familiar with live chat features on his site, and uh, he was excited because of adding that feature actually increased engagement and um, and increased conversions. Yeah. And I want to tell the people that uh, a live chat feature can do that if indeed you're there. Yeah. 
the problems I see with a lot of sites is they have a feature, but no one's there yeah. to monitor it. And so frequently when you go to the site, it says live chat not available because no one's there to chat with you. Yeah. And so, um, so, yeah, like our CRM, our customer records management management system actually has a chat feature. And one of the problems, and I kind of put this in a suggestion to them was, okay, if it can't tell me when no one, if it can't tell my visitors when nobody is available, that's a deal breaker. Yeah. Like I can't use it because the, I, you know, we talk about experience all the time. I can't have the visitor think he's going to contact somebody because it says open and available and, and nobody's, nobody's there. there. Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk about user experience in today's meet. Oh, and cool. So, cool. Um, so yeah, that's that. We'll get to the word of the week and what news a little later. Very cool. All right, so time to get into the meat. You have survived the potatoes. Yeah, potatoes is good too, though. Mm. So dig this. Uh, I want to give a punch in the face to Alex Johnson. Alex Johnson uh, was over there at uh, Search Engine Journal. Uh, he posted an article called, uh, got my attention, SEO 101, nine hashtag SEO considerations uh, when building a new website. Right. Right. Nine SEO considered things you should consider. Nine things you should consider when building a new website. And so uh, let's dive right in. See what he's talking about. The first one is actually pretty good. He says, number one, simple code. That's extremely important. Um, he goes on to say simple code is more likely to work correctly in different browsers. I totally agree with that. He also says uh, more code you have equals the more chance of errors which equals the more opportunity for crawling issues and things like that. And so, and I totally agree. Simplifying your code um, has so many valuable SEO benefits for like a faster site, for like more making your site browser friendly and so on. Um, so definitely um, simplify your code. A couple ways you can do that. And so what I've added was um, a clean WordPress install if you're using WordPress. Sometimes you may have a previous database backed up or something you've been saving. Scratch that. Do a clean install. Yeah. That way you don't have any rogue files or, or, or worse hacked files or anything like that. You got yep. brand new WordPress uh, um, a default set of files to start with. Um, um, also, if you are using WordPress, remove any deactivated plugins and, and things that, that you just aren't using because they still have code that's been added to your site to make those functional. And so remove them if yep. you're not using them. Uh, and then clean your code up. Minify your CSS and your JavaScript and your HTML. Like consolidate things. Don't have a style sheet for everything. Only one master style sheet and keep it clean. You know, make sure your tags are clean. All of that simple code has a huge effect with SEO. I yeah. appreciate him putting that as number one. Uh, number two, he says blogging. Uh, he goes on to say, um, if you're having a new website built, it's worth using a CMS that includes an integrated blog. Um, Duh, yep. we're talking WordPress, and that's one of the reasons why we use WordPress, yep. because it's a great content management system, but its original use was for blogging. Right. And, and so it, it, it inherently incorporates your blog. Um, uh, by default, it, yeah. it's there. <laughs> the, the, the categories and posts and all of that's built in. And so um, the benefits to blogging knows what he's talking about is first um, having it on the same domain name. And that's key now. You know, a few years ago, the thing was having your blog on a separate name. It right. was like yourname.com, then it was like yournameblog.com, which is a whole separate site, whole separate domain name that linked back and forth. And there was some value in that. But now, in 2014, it's worth having all of that great blog content and all of that, those things you're blogging about on your domain name yeah. and not on a separate domain name. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the reason why um, he says uh, because uh, you want them to have the same look and feel, and you do. Uh, you want the same voice, right? Which is key. So if you're on your site on let's say about us and your homepage or whatever landing pages you have, if you're writing in uh, let's say third person, then your blog that's on this same domain name should be in third person. Yeah. Uh, you want to remain consistent. Um, so yeah, number one was simple code. Number two was blogging. Um, number three, he says, is consistency. And what he's talking about is consistency with the look and feel of your site. He says, uh, any content you add should have as little style coded in it as possible. All styles should then be coded by the main style sheet. And what he's referring to is, is the actual verbiage on your site. So if you're using, let's say, some sort of a WYSIWYG editor, like what you see is what you get editor, that's like WordPress on the visual tab instead of text, that's a WYSIWYG editor, for those who didn't know. Um, sometimes when using those, um, you'll get extra coding. Right. Right. So for example, you may type in Charles and you may want that to be bold. And so you click the B button. And what that end up doing in the code is giving it a span with a class and then a whole bunch of extra coding. Right. It's not necessary when you could have just added a couple strong tags. Right. Simplify your coding. And so that's what he's talking about, consistency with that. If you're going to style your text, um, put it on the page as plain text and then tag it and style it from the style sheet. And that way it renders faster, it loads quicker, and all of your bolds look the same, all of your bullets look the same, all of, yep. all of your headers look the same, and they're not different because they're styled in different places. Um, I'll say, I'll add this to it, since we're talking about consistency and styling, uh, go for a consistent look and feel um, across all platforms, not just your website. Maybe your Facebook header, your Twitter background, your YouTube header, your ads, whether if you're doing image ads, whatever magazine ads you're doing, whatever postcards or physical mail outs you're doing, Go with the consistent look and feel or across the board. Same logo, same color scheme, same content, and same voice. And so that way, when people see your ad, they see your branding, um, there's some consistency there. They know they're dealing with the right people. Number four. Four. Content. And content probably could have been number one. Um, he says, more specifically, your content needs to be relevant and helpful. And then he goes on to say, consider where you will want to use the content on your site. Well, I'm realizing as, as we deal with more and more people, that's the, one of the biggest issues. People don't understand where or how the content is going to be presented right. on this site. And so he's saying, keep that in mind as you're building a new site. When you're thinking SEO, how is this content going to be presented? What content am I going to have? You know, he says uh, you may have product description pages or landing pages or, or category pages, which is fine. All that's kind of verbiage. But we're talking content. So let's think about other content, right? I added, you know, video content or infographics or webinars or ebooks or, or even a podcast, you know. What a all... great idea. <laughs> exactly. We should do that. <laughs> think about the content that you plan on putting it out before you build this site so you can understand how it needs to be presented. So if you're going to be podcasting, then that means we're going to need a page where we can host a live video, right? EWFstar.com slash SEO podcast. Or you may yeah. need uh, an e-commerce store. And so you may decide, I need a long description, a short description. I need uh, whatever, a, a demonstration video. Right. And so you have to consider that layout. All of that's content. So so consider that content and and <clears throat> and how you'll be putting it out uh, before, you, uh, before you build your site. Number five. Site speed. 
important. This almost could have been number one or two as well. Um, he says, site speed is a part of the algorithm. We know this already, but site speed also impacts the user experience. And I totally agree with that. Yes. We are in a microwave industry. Yeah. Microwaves, you know, life right now. Society. I need it right now. Yeah. Not, not right now, but I don't even right have time now. to walk over to my computer to Google something. I need to pull out my phone and Google something. And I don't even have time to pull out my phone and type it. I'm just going to voice it. Yep. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, <laughs> I need instant results. And so, when somebody goes to their phone and they do a voice search, they say your site actually comes up. Um, and then they tap it or they click it. If they click it, let's say they're on a desktop, uh, we're saying that you really, site should be loading up in about three seconds. Yeah. Right. Anything slower than that is going to equal a bounce. It's going to start, your bounces are going to go up and they're going to go up exponentially. Well, and even if they don't bounce, they're not going to engage with you because they're mentally have already begun putting up barriers. Right. Man, the site's loading slow. I'm probably going to leave. And so as soon as the site comes up, you may have all the information they want, but they've already had a negative experience. Yep. And so they're, they're not going to convert. Not the way you want to start it. Not the way you want to start it. And if it's a phone, people tend to be a little bit more patient on the phone, which right. is ironic, uh, because it's a phone. They're not looking to have to they do another search. I don't want to go back and type those characters again. I don't want to have to voice search again because I'm probably driving right. or doing something I shouldn't be doing on my phone anyway. And so... Site speed is extremely important here. Six seconds. Like if you're 10 seconds, 20 seconds for a phone search, that's a horrible experience. Yep. Six seconds or less. They should tap and then within five, six seconds, your site should load so they can prove your content and figure out uh, what they need. Um, so uh, some of the things he puts on here to uh, improve your site speed would include um, avoid images. And we discussed this a couple podcasts ago. Um, um, avoid images where possible. Sometimes you can use coding to replicate images and get a faster site. Um, use Google's PageSpeed tool. That's the best one out there. Yeah. Um, then just check how your site is rendering. They'll show you how it renders across platforms, uh, I mean across monitors, and they'll also give you the speed for each monitor. Pretty good tool. Number six, uh, responsive design. He goes on to say, in fact, it's possible that Google will, now he said, in fact, it's possible. So I don't know how you can say in fact and it's possible and <laughs> ironic, but that Google will favor sites with the responsive design for searches performed on mobile devices, um, and and I agree with that. <laughs> I do agree with that. Uh, if Google knows that your site is responsive and that the the mobile user is going to have a great experience, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Then your site will likely get ranked higher. Uh, but I will say in regards to responsive design, just make sure. Make sure you're taking advantage of being responsive. Don't go with the default kind of bootstrap responsive setup yep. and then because it may not work for and, your and mobile assume users. that it works good in mobile. It may yeah. look good, but it still may not function correctly. Right. Right. For example, uh, you may be in the industry where once people, they need to search, they have to go find a product, they have to do this. And so your navigation is going to be extremely important. And so that default responsive design right. may put that nav under a three bar menu that they got to tap and open up. And that may not be the best course of action for people to convert on your site from a mobile search. A, it could be an extra click where could be you could have click. put the top three things right there. Right there. Yeah. Exactly. So consider that thing. Um, <clears throat> well, I will say responsive does eliminate the opportunity for dupe content. Yep. And so, you know, that's why, that's one of the main reasons why we push responsive because at the end of the day, um, 
you may not necessarily need to be responsive, but you definitely don't want to have dupe content out there. Right. That's just a headache. Um, and take the time to style it right, like you were just saying. Um, make sure you understand what people have to do, and so you can you can cater your responsiveness. Same time to happen. You can cater your responsiveness to that uh, that specific layout and that specific user. So that was number six. Um, number seven is navigation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of those sounds, you know. Uh, so number seven is uh, navigation. And navigation is key. We're just talking now. Yeah. Uh, he says, um, um, user experience is arguably the most important single aspect of SEO because if your users can't use the site, then you won't get links, mentions, or customers. <laughs> and at the end of the yeah. day, that's true. If they can't use it, if they can't find what they're looking for, then they won't link to it. They won't share it. They won't buy it from you. And frankly, that may even lead to down a, a wrong path, like a negative review or a negative experience or you know a bad referral Last thing you want is word of mouth, negative word of mouth (laughs) about you. You know, you don't want that at all. Um, He says, highlight which pages are most important. He also says, decide which pages need to be accessible and from where. I added this to it. Um, Use breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs are a great way to, especially if you have a complicated navigation, a huge site, let's say like Amazon or Fries or something like that. Breadcrumbs are necessary yeah. because there's so many categories. There's so many ways to get to different products from multiple categories and so many pages, so many content, so much products. You need to be able to backtrack the steps you took and breadcrumbs help you do that. Yeah. Another tip, um, link your logo to the homepage. Yeah. Right? I mean, some people, you would think that it would be default now. And most of the time it is, but occasionally I come across those sites where I just want to get back to the home, and they don't have a home nav because that's really not important. It's smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's smart to not have that, right. you know. But the home page, the logo isn't linked, and so now how do I get back to the home page? Um, oh, last one. Be careful with drop down menus. We're talking navigation again. Let's say from a, a responsive navigation, right? You're on a tablet or a mobile device, and you have uh, several mm. layers of drop down menus. It's going to be a problem because you don't have a way to hover on a, on a phone or a tablet. You have to tap it. And so if that first tap activates a link, then they can never see your drop down. Yeah. So be cautious in using drop I can drop-downs. actually hear people like stopping and pulling up websites on their phone right now yeah. to, to, to confirm, wait, does that work that way? Yeah, you can't hover over it. You're going to tap it. And now, unfortunately, when you tap it, that drop down may open up. And they can and see then, it. They it's can even see more it. frustrating than never seeing it. Because as soon as you see it, you get ready to tap. And then if you're doing it six seconds, right, <laughs> like we right. talked about, it's gone. It's, it's gone. Yeah. You're going to the page that you actually tapped on. And so so be be careful with fly-out menus and drop-down menus, especially when you know bulk of your traffic is mobile. You're going to have to figure out a different mobile menu for when, this, when they're looking on a monitor that size, you know, so it can be accessible to them. That might be our tip. Uh, number eight, and we, we've talked nine, so we're on two more to go. Number eight, he says, uh, simple SEO controls. Um, simple SEO controls, uh, he's really talking about basics, right? You know, writing a carefully crafted uh, title. Right. You have to do that. Uh, descriptive, meta, uh, uh, descriptive meta descriptions. Descriptive meta descriptions. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, he says uh, write descriptive meta descriptions um, and don't forget to tag your images. So number eight is really just cover the basics. I wrote down, make sure you got a consistent nap. Make sure that, you know, all these are part of your basics. Make sure that your contact information is on there in text. 
right. so it can be indexed, right? Um, and include links to your social sites, things like that. All these are SEO basics. Um, not only, he said tag your images, I'll say tag and title your images. Yep. Um, those are basics that are important, um, so make sure you do that. Um, and last one, number nine, um, plan your marketing now. And again, we're talking about, you know, it, hashtag SEO, um, nine things to do in regards to SEO when building a new site. Um, number nine, it says plan your marketing now. When having a site built, never assume that the marketing would sort itself out. You should <laughs> plan in advance how you want to market and how you would drive traffic to it because this is likely the hardest part of having a new site anyway. Yep. The, this is where we did, we've been saying this for years. The days of if you build it, they will come are, are gone. gone. Yeah. So you need to build it and then drive traffic. You to almost it. need to get them coming before you build it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, frankly. Yeah. Uh, so they can watch you build it and be anticipated about it. But but he's absolutely right. Don't can't put the cart before the horse. Yeah. You can't just build it and then then figure out okay now how we're going to market this. No, how you're going to market your site definitely has to be part of the site building process. Yeah. You need to know what you're gonna do. If you plan to do SEO, then everything we talked about today, you need to implement. If you're doing PPC, then consider what landing pages you need, right? How they need to be laid out. You need to know that before you build your site. Um, you know, understand your marketing. And so well, one of the things I put on here to add to that, um, consider your sales funnel when building your site, right? If you know that um, it takes a phone call that leads to a site visit, that leads to a proposal, that leads to a presentation, and you finally get a, a, a deal out of that. There's five different steps. Your site should complement that sales funnel, right? You don't want to put a site up that leads people down to getting a contract when you know they're not going to do that because that quickly, they yeah. haven't had a meeting, they haven't got a presentation, they haven't had a site visit, right. you know, and then so build your site and design your site in a way that 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 complements your whole sales funnel and so that way when you do get site visitors they can fall in at the top and go through your process and you have a higher likelihood of getting that engagement and that conversion excellent so uh yeah so punch in the face i can say shout out punch in the face to alex <laughs> alex johnson seo 101 hashtag uh, nine seo considerations when building a new website uh, great article appreciate it good stuff all right, so we have, I think we have some, what else we got? We got some I got what? word of the week and I got what news? Word of the week. All right. So this week's word of the week is retargeting. 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 Right. And retargeting is basically um, the, the process of like showing your ads to people who have shown interest in you already. Maybe they visited your site. Maybe they looked at one of your competitor sites. Maybe they used a certain set of key phrases that you are also marketing to for. And so you can re target those people not to be confused with remarketing re they're actually the same thing right the only difference is remarketing is google's way of doing it <laughs> they just uh, call okay. it remarketing okay everybody just calls it retargeting okay same exact thing. so it's facebook retargeting and google remarketing no it's the world retargeting facebook retargets bing retargets uh google twitter retargets, retargets they just call it remarketing okay that's the only difference. Remarketing. If somebody says remarketing, then they're probably in AdWords. Yeah. Because that's the only place you'll see <laughs> remarketing. Yeah, because the spell check doesn't come up with remarketing. <sighs> nope. It does not, not exist, actually. And so, so that's our word of the week, retargeting. And do got a little what news. Cool. What? Yeah, so this is what 
goes to goes to Apple. Yeah. Like like you know, I almost said kudos on the new product launches. I think the iWatch is gonna be kind of cool. The Apple Watch. I know you guys are trying to get away from the i stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the what is because you guys did a huge marketing launch, a huge promo, released a whole bunch of new devices, got a whole bunch of new buyers, then you released an update. And that update apparently sucked. That update made... Big time. Couldn't use their phones. They had people's phones cutting off. They couldn't couldn't log on. on. They couldn't access the network. It was bad. Horribly bad. The worst kind of mistake you ever want to make immediately following a product launch. And then you got to give them a punch in the face because, like, the <laughs> they next, fixed it the, immediately. The next, the next day it was fixed. Yeah, punch in the face for recognizing the severity of the issue and fixing it immediately. But at the same time, I just feel like that probably wouldn't happen if Jobs was here. Yeah, yeah, you, you certainly get that, that that sense. Yeah. All right, so you guys have been listening to the most popular internet marketing podcast on iTunes in the known universe on, on Stitcher, probably. The- uh, this is podcast number two fifty one. Remember, we are broadcasting. This is filmed and broadcast live live Fridays at twelve fifteen mm-hmm. Central Standard Time from five nine 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 West Thirty Fourth Street, Suite one hundred six, Houston, Texas seven seven zero nine two. Until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. Charles Lewis. Bye-bye for now. Slightly.